0: steeler nation and welcome to your steeler nation vidcast sponsored by total sports enterprises i'm your host g striker losing his mind out here in the walmart parking lot in chesapeake virginia Uh, i'm gonna have a big grand opening tomorrow that's why i'm on site in the rv with the maroon curtains behind me uh but we wanted to talk about one thing first before we get to the big draft show and all of our draft gurus uh and uh but the first thing I want to talk about obviously is the big trade for Allen Robinson which just happened today. We've got some interesting information at least on Allen Robinson that I wanted to talk about stuff but at least the, the trade it seems like was finalized. The Steelers will get if he passes his physical on Wednesday, Steelers will get Allen Albin Rob, Robinson and the 7th round pick number 251 from the Rams. The Rams will receive the Steelers Pick number 234. Rams will pay 10.25, 10 and a quarter million of Robinson's salary, with the Steelers paying the remaining 5 million of that salary, only 5 million on the books for this year, 15 million if he plays next year, but that is not guaranteed. Looks like they decided to guarantee this amount, but that is an absolute coup for the Steelers just to swap seventh rounders and get a starting caliber. Big slot receiver, number three receiver, veteran receiver who can do a lot of stuff. Last year, obviously, he played a third of the snaps for the Rams out of the slot. That's where he's going to be expected to play with the Steelers, with Deontay Johnson playing the X on the outside, other outside being George Pickens. But it looks like he could come in and play in a pinch at both of those spots as well, as he is a savvy veteran. Was a pro bowler his Sophomore season back in 2015 with the Jaguars where he had 1400 yards receiving, 14 touchdowns. Also had some great seasons in 2019 with 1147 yards off of 98 catches with 7 touchdowns and then in 2020 as well with another 102 yards 102 receptions for 1250 yards, 6 touchdowns. Had some injuries the last couple seasons Most recently, this past season, when he missed the last seven games with a foot injury, which required a screw to repair, that is what the Steelers team doctors are going to be looking at there at UPMC to make sure that that foot is healed and he's ready to get back out here on the field and be a big part of this new Steeler offense, which I'm really excited to see how he's going to work into this new Matt Canada offense. And hopefully we have it up and running and humming here for Kenny Pickett coming up. But now it's time for the draft show, Steeler Nation. I'm going to first invite our gra- draft gurus. Of course, you know them from last year, both on the Steeler Nation vidcast, Steeler Nation podcast, and big part of the Steeler Nation draft shows as well. When they weren't getting married, going to weddings, all that kind of crazy stuff last year. I am, of course, reintroducing Matt Pitapirnik and Ben McKaylee into the show as I bring them up and to drop my banner here so we can see these guys. Welcome to the show, guys. Hey Ben. Hey Matt.
1: How you doing? Good. I'm excited, Striker. How are you?
0: <laughs> oh, you you know me. My personality is always excited, but I even get even more excited when I've got people on here to talk with, and especially my my favorite draft guru guys, which uh, you guys are a big part of the show. You guys know that, man. Great to see you, Matt. Great to see you, Ben.
2: Glad to be awesome. here, Striker. This time and, of here is awesome.
0: Oh yeah, and and Steeler Nation, this is your show. Make sure to jump in. Ask comments. We are here to answer your questions. Of course, I brought the professionals tonight because you guys know I'm just an idiot that like to talk and make jokes and doesn't know as much about draft stuff as my guys that love college football. Balls to bones. These guys know more inside and out. They write the articles. They've got the big boards over at Steelernation.com. But we're going to start talking draft, and let's get a couple comments here from our posters, Michael Hall, starting the show. We are live. Let's go, Striker. Thank you, Michael. We're ready to roll, man. New wide receiver alert. Definitely that Allen Robinson is going to be something else for us. Let's see if you got some draft questions now. We are becoming loaded at the wide receiver core. Pickens, DJ. Yeah, Calvin Austin as well. Um, so now it looks like, I don't know, even draft-wise, if we have to. Oh, crike. Am I slowing down on everybody? My goodness! Yeah, it's like yeah, I'm doing the rainbow. There we are. I'm back. Yeah, I'm I'm <laughs> running off my phone. Bear with us, guys. We will get to your questions. We will get to your comments. Everything willing. <laughs> but yeah, I'm super excited for this. Add Calvin Austin to that mix, possibly a draft pick as well, or having um Miller working back up through the system. He was injured all last year. I know we're really excited about him. Cody White still on the roster. So we still have some talented guys here that can make make this team if we don't choose to draft another talented receiver. Michael Hall, do we draft a wide receiver third despite trading for a wide receiver in Robinson, or are we good in that respect? I don't know about you guys personally, Matt and Ben, but I was expecting the Steelers to probably use one of those third-round picks possibly a fourth rounder on a wide receiver now picking up Robinson means we do not have a hole there anymore what is your take Matt I'll throw it to you first what do you think about the the possibility of the chances now of picking a wide receiver and who would you like if we do
2: yeah I mean we all know the Steelers it seems like every draft they find a wide receiver that they like and decide to take them um, even with the addition of Allen Robinson, it definitely lowers it down the list quite a bit, in my opinion, because, um, you know, you were talking about trying to snag someone in the second, like, you know, Jonathan Mingo or someone. But people like Charlie Jones, who I know Ben was high on, had an article out there on, and maybe, you know, a Jaden Reed or Parker Washington who could be available in those third, fourth rounds who are just guys who get the ball into their hands and they can make things happen. Um, we know the Steelers' offense is – get the ball out of your hands quick, get it to your playmakers, protect Kenny Pickett. So any guys like that I think could definitely still be in play, Um, but it definitely lessens the need for it unless they fall in love with someone.
0: Nice. Ben, I'd like your input in what, as well on this one. Were there any wide receivers that were, you're were really excited that the Steelers might be grabbing? And now that we have the guy, where would you pick one if you decide to choose a wide receiver?
1: Yeah, so just a fun tidbit. I mean, since Mike Tomlin has joined the Steelers in 2007, the Steelers, I think, have drafted 18 wide receivers. So wow. them drafting a <laughs> wide receiver this year, Seems pretty likely. So we can go and, and uh, operate on that assumption. Now, as Matt said, it's not going to come as earlier as the, you know, that 32nd or the 47th. That's what we thought. But with that said, they're probably going to be looking for someone, I think, who has some return ability. We all know what Gunner was supposed to be and what he panned out to be last year. Still kind of suspect. Um obviously there's the Calvin Austin in the third there as well we still don't know what he's going to bring so they're going to need someone there in that regard and that's why they brought in um it was that Charlie Jones here earlier this month he's he does play more of that gritty slot guy but he also has return capability as well he's a really versatile receiver um one of those under the radar guys if you will he's not going to go the first two days really he's going to be there available in the third day Late in the seventh now. I don't know if he will be there, but he's one to keep an eye on. Another one, I like Rand uh, Dubose, I believe you say his last name, um, here out, out of UNC Charlotte, which is where Alex Highsmith came from, Larry O came from here. Maybe the Steelers are onto something in the draft pool here in Charlotte. We don't know. He's another sneaky guy underneath the radar um, that the Steelers may be looking at. They had some presence as pro day, but we'll see. Um, and then Dell as well um, out of Houston, uh, who showed well at at the senior bowl. Um, you know, he's a great route runner, outside guy, so he'll be more of a depth player. But, again, if they're bringing guys in who can play on both sides of the ball, being offense and special teams, that's going to be the biggest driver and who they're looking at, in my opinion. Awesome well you know
0: mike tomlin being a former wide receiver i think that's probably why he always needs to bring in some fresh blood every year Uh, (laughs) so that's a great point and, and i love those points too about how many we've drafted uh brian brown we're throwing to you my friend that trade was silly the steelers don't need any receivers they could have signed an edge rusher with that cash matt canada doesn't doesn't know how to use the receivers he's got well Now I think he will. I think the problem was last year was utilizing new quarterbacks within our system, both through Trubisky and then bringing on Kenny Pickett, where we tried to throw a lot at him early, had to rein it back after all the interceptions, and they started improving under that system, which became more of a short pass attack with Matt Canada, which I do give him credit for. I know a lot of people hate him. I'm not a big fan of him. Overall, but I want him to open up the offense like I've seen him do at Pitt, like I've seen him do at Maryland, and we'll see how it runs this year. Michael Hall, one week for the draft. Can't wait for it. Obviously, obviously, that's that's the one thing I can't wait for either. uh May I give a suggestion in the first round? If you are in agreement or maybe a consideration from Georgia offensive tackle Broderick Jones, 311 Ben, I'm throwing to you first on Broderick Jones.
1: I love him. Don't get me wrong. I mean, he's one of the best, I mean, I would argue, like a Paris Johnson. You know, they're kind of hand-in-hand hand right there in the top tackles. Yeah, I mean, I love him. Um, based on mocks we've seen, he, there seems to be like a 50-50 chance if he'll be available there at 17. But the thing is, what I'm picking up on and my Steelers fandom gut is showing here, I think the Steelers are comfortable enough in their tackles that they're going to kind of hold back and wait on that position at least through the next three or their first three picks essentially we may see it there in the third round but I think that they're going to pass on the tackle position I know that sounds weird hate me that's my gut telling that to me um but I guess to answer your question yes he's a very good offensive tackle and the Steelers would absolutely love him
0: awesome and Matt what are your thoughts too about Roger Jones
2: Um, He's definitely the most explosive out of all the offensive tackles that you'd consider. Um, If you saw him at the combine, he looks like just an athlete in general. He doesn't look like uh, some of the chunkier offensive tackles that we see out there that are, um, you know, just big in size all around. He's an explosive athlete, definitely has the demeanor that you need to play offensive line in the NFL. So a lot of offensive line coaches are going to absolutely love that he has mauling capabilities in a run game out of the three big with Skoronsky, Paris Johnson and him. He probably needs the most refinement out of his mechanics and everything, but he is young. I mean, he's only started one full season, so that's not to be unexpected. But like Ben said, it'll be a question to see who's there. I mean, there's a chance he's the first tackle off the board and someone like Paris Johnson slips or there's a chance that he's the third tackle off the board. So it'll be interesting to see if he's there for them. But if so, I wouldn't be mad at all if, they ended up getting him. He's just such an explosive athlete, has such good power in the run game. Um, I know we all talk about wanting to protect Kenny, but you know, that play-action pass, I mean, Georgia did it so effectively with Broderick Jones, so building that play-action pass and you get all the time in the world back there for Kenny to pass the ball, so I wouldn't hate it at all.
1: We can't
0: hear you, Striker.
2: Yeah, <laughs> nothing on our end, Striker.
0: Thank you. Yeah, I was trying to throw the mute, so every time you guys talk, I'm trying to mute out My fault. That's why uh, Instagram can hear as well. Uh, We have the draft show Instagram. We got Matt Papirnik and Ben McHaleon on the air. Currently right now, if you guys want to go over to YouTube.com, be able to hear them a little better. But I'm taking your questions. If you want to ask us questions about the draft, I will be taking them right here and be asking them directly. And hopefully you can hear them directly. And if not, uh, jump over to YouTube slash Steeler Nation. Be able to watch this this, uh, draft show directly from there as well and hear everybody much easier that way uh alan robinson i know you're happy about that lewis too man we're all happy about alan, alan robinson drake golf from brazil hello that's our second person from from brazil too we got Minudi over there in brazil uh, so you guys got to know each other if you don't already you should uh you start introducing ourselves to you we're, we're getting big in brazil <laughs> i'll have to work on my portuguese right me too uh Devin Hopefully Matt Canada makes a trade to move up in the draft. Guys, that's something I wanted to talk about too. Um, uh, Aside from this big tackle, like I think it's very difficult. And the reason why the Steelers don't have any Hall of Fame tackles is because we never draft in the top half of the draft, or at least we haven't since like the 60s. Um, And it seems like it's been a very long time since (laughs) we've done it. That seems to be where all the amazing tackles go right there in the top 10. This is an interesting year. This year, we have a lot of quarterbacks that are getting pushed into that top 10. We got even a running back up there that are going to be dropping some tackles down into an area where the Steelers have a chance of getting a franchise offensive tackle. Um, I'm personally hoping hoping for a strictly left tackle. Um, would not be as excited about a guy that's right tackle. But what are your thoughts about the Steelers even trying to trade up in this draft?
2: Yeah. I mean, it's definitely a thought right now. I mean, you have those extra second round picks that give you a lot of flexibility. Um, They don't have those middle round picks that, you know, they like to trade away for some of those vets right now. So your flexibility is a little limited because of that, but with that extra second round pick, it does give you more than they've had in years past. If you're trying to make a big jump, like when they made the big jump to get Devin Bush. Yes. I know. Don't compare this trade up to that, but they jumped up 20 picks and only had to give up a third round pick. Well, when you have two seconds, you know, it's, you're able to do some of those things, but I I would like it, especially if it's for someone like Paris Johnson or even Broderick Jones, um, really go up and get one of those tackles. It seems like they're eyeing kind of a trade up with there. We saw all the rumors about them trading up with the bears. I think Paris Johnson might be on their radar for that. Um, some people have also said, you know, it would be for Jalen Carter. That would be an interesting one, but there's definitely options here to trade up because of that extra second round pick. So, well, we uh, sometimes love to hate on him. Thanks, Trace Claypool, for that flexibility here.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, oh, I – Yeah, go ahead. No, because I, I, it, it's weird because the Steelers are right in the middle of the draft, essentially. So it's not like they have to make a decision now. They can kind of hold back and see how the cards fall. And if they see a guy who is starting to get hot that they like, that they want to jump up for, they have the time to do that. You know, we saw the report, as Matt said, here with Peter King, thinking that they're going to be trading up to the ninth spot for Jalen Carter, which I would kind of be perturbed about. Um, here, if anything, I think quarterback is a little bit more of a higher need than the defensive line, especially after the free agency period. And given the pool, that there are going to be some decent, um, you know, internal defensive linemen um, later on in this, in the second and even in the third round. So um, it would take a lot, I think, for them to move up. Um but obviously, we've seen the reports. We have a new GM in Omar, so we'll have to see how he operates. That's definitely the truth, man. Um,
0: one aspect, too, at least, and you made a good point about this, Ben, is with all of these players, we, we know Steelers aren't going to be drafting a quarterback. We know we're not going to be drafting a um, running back, wide receiver, tight end in the first round. And at least at that 17 spot, not an interior offensive lineman as well. So to me, like offensive tackle is really the only spot, but corner is another elite spot that usually the best corners are going to be going top 10 with all of those players. If people want to start jumping on wide receivers, tight ends, running backs before we draft that pushes all that talent down the board. And I get super excited when that kind of stuff happens. So Corner might be the way to go. I also really love Brian Branch. I know the show knows I love Brian Branch as well. Um, I know it's more, it's it's less of a need now that we picked up both Keanu and um, re-signing um, the other guy How's too. Z. Hey Z. hey Z, yeah, my the two two letter guy. Yeah, so uh, but I'm super excited about both of those guys coming back as well, but I just love the athleticism of Branch. I think it can add a new dimension to this offense. I think it can also help out an inside linebacker. I think it could also help out maybe as being the starting slot receiver also, slot corner, I'm sorry, in his rookie season, which would be something that would really improve this defense because don't get me wrong, but that slot corner spot just is not humming since we have lost Mike Hilton. So that's an area that I'd really like to see the Steelers improve as well um going to questions here uh don't get me wrong no issues with the winning games 13 to 10 dominant offense is more fun to watch an explosive offense i hear you there michael hall so striker seeing that we traded up does that mean that we drink before we start the draft we might have to drink we do have a draft trade we might have to have the drink now i will grab a beer the next time they start talking and i will drink to it michael hall good point Tim hey, all Steeler fans, objectively, how the head coach majorly changed the O line every year and position group watch. Most needs consistency from year to year to gel and not question the head coach. Well, they're also trying to improve a position in a group of players that arguably is one of the weaker links on the team, though we did start ended up in about 18th, I think, by the end of the season, the way that line did gel. And I did like seeing that. But there's there is room to improve on that line. Any other coach would be questioned and criticized by fans, and it includes previous Steelers coaches. Why not criticizing Mr. Tomlin? You're more than welcome to criticize him as a fan, but I think that we always want to improve the weakest links. Hey, Miles, welcome back to the show. Ben, it's been long. Thoughts on Allen Robinson being traded to Steelers. Where does he fit? Guys, I did talk about Allen Robinson. Go to Steeler YouTube slash Steeler Nation to, walk to look at the top of the show. I think he's going to be a big slot for us strictly. Maybe come in as a backup if injuries happen to Deontay Johnson or to George Pickens, but strictly he's going to be a big slot, kind of like the Juju Smith-Schuster role, and we'll have to see where that goes. Uh, Louis, over, Louis Spaz also was asking about, we wish that we get Jordan Addison instead of Allen Robinson. Guys, I want your input on Jordan uh, on former teammate of Kenny Pickett, Jordan Addison. Ah, oh, man, you're starting. You rolled your eyes. You're starting, my friend. <laughs>
2: Listen, listen. I'm going to go back to the adage that we have said in our Steeler Nation group chat over and over again: whatever makes Kenny happy, whatever makes Kenny better, I am for. The only thing is, I'm not sure that's Jordan Addison. Don't get me wrong; he they had a lot of chemistry at Pitt. You know, there's gonna be an initial chemistry. I but people are chasing that Burrow Chase um, type connection that they had in as soon as Chase's rookie year and then even last year where they continued to explode, where Burrow took that next step, Addison is not the same type of receiver that Chase is. He's not the same explosive athlete. He's not the same type of elite receiver. There's a reason Addison isn't considered a top 10 pick. Um, Now, if they ended up getting him with one of their second round picks, 32-47, I wouldn't have been mad before the Allen Robinson trade. Now I'd be a little questioning everything they're doing, um, spending that high of a pick, but, To me, he's definitely more of a middle of the second round pick. He's a safe receiver, you know, is going to be would have been a good option, but they're in a weak wide receiver class. That's the reason he's even considering those options. He'd probably be a little farther down the list if this receiver class had the talent that the last couple years have had.
1: Yeah, Ben, anything to add? Yeah, I mean, I don't think that we would even be talking about him if didn't already play with Kenny Pickett here quite honestly the only reason why we're talking about him is because of that connection but I mean they have a year separated he's coming off an injury that he missed the entire end of his season here as a part of that and I mean in that same breath I would be looking at say Flowers out of Boston College over him I'd be looking at Josh Downs um, here out of UNC over him um, I can name some other names that would be a better fit in a more reasonable spot in the draft.
0: And one other wide receiver I want to touch base about, Louis Spaz has been asking about that in, on Instagram as well, is should we trade Deontay Johnson? He also asked if we should trade Miles Boykin. Miles Boykin, I believe, is no longer on the team. I believe he is a free agent. He is a free agent. Um, so he's not a factor in any of our decision making and probably will not be asked back this season. Um, but what are your thoughts of trading Deontay Johnson quick and just quickly say, If you would trade Deontay Johnson, what pick or what round would you consider the trade?
1: No, I wouldn't, just straight up. Um, If we were, it would be for probably a a bad team with the second round pick. So early second round, I think, would be the most reasonable.
2: Yeah, I I definitely think you could probably get a little more for him in this draft than most years because the wide receiver class is so weak. So that would be one benefit, but... You don't trade away your number one wide receiver. Yes, he is still the number one in this offense. For all of you that are going to say Pickens. Pickens is not the number one right now. It's still Deontay. It's still Kenny's right. go-to target. You don't take Definitely. that away from Kenny in year two. You don't take away his number one target on most plays. You don't do that. That hurts Kenny's development. Yes, and then also think of it this way. The way I consider Jordan Addison, his ceiling is Deontay Johnson. So think of it that way. So you're essentially would be trading away Deontay Johnson to get someone like Jordan Haddison who you hope turns into Deontay Johnson. So uh, I'm I'm not for trading him. Granted, you could probably get a little more for him this year specifically, but I'm a fan of keeping him. He's still under contract reasonably for two more years. So let him and Kenny Joe, and then you can make that decision whether to pay him more or Pickens more, because both of them will be up for a contract about the same time.
0: Great. Uh, Michael Hall is asking branch or battle for safety position. I know mine. (laughs) I'm a big branch guy. I've been pushing branch since February. And that was before we re-signed our safeties. Still love his athleticism, ability to play three positions. I want to hear what you think about these two guys film-wise and who you like best and who you would like to take in the draft. Ben, I'll start with you.
1: I like branch. I'm right there with you, striker. I mean, the dude played arguably one of the best programs you know in america yeah as you said he plays all three positions. Yeah, he's so versatile and that's what mike Tomlin looks for in the young defensive back is are you able to line up in different spots um really in the box drop back play center field with minka and of course in that same breath again that having a, a safety duo of alabama i think would be interesting but i i love him over Battle.
2: Yeah, Branch is definitely the preferred option. There's a reason Branch is considered potentially a first-round pick in battles, you know, maybe late day two. Um, but like Striker said, Branch wears so many different hats. Spent over 500 snaps in the slot last year. Could easily step in and be a slot corner, or it could be uh, safety. And depending on what the defense needs, they're very different to compare. Battle's definitely more of a deep safety type. Um, and like a too high safety look so could pair well next to Mika because he can drop down in the box as well so both of them i think could fit but it's an easy choice to choose branch over battle at this point but i wouldn't be mad if they selected battle later in the draft
0: right right i think that's a good point too um i'm gonna be a- adding zach to the show as well one of our other writers from SteelerNation.com. zach i don't Hi. want to mess up your last name
3: so please pronounce it for us <laughs> that is franciscus
0: Franciscus excellent excellent so Thank welcome you. to the show um as you know we're talking about the draft guys now we have the quad box up for anybody that wants to talk and then once we get um Leanne if she joins the show then I'm sure we're going to be saying goodbye to a couple people so we can at least see the rest of the stuff that's going on um got a really interesting question here that I want to talk about in Robertson Burrow, this is the draft show so if you have any, have any draft questions that's what we're going to be talking about tonight uh put up your draft stuff and we'll start talking about that uh Miles Graves. If we trade up with the Bears, who are we taking, Gonzalez or Carter? I love this post. Zach, I'm going to put you on the spot since you're back on the show. Who would you
3: take, Gonzalez or Carter? Oh, if we trade up, I'm taking Gonzalez, um, I, I'm, right. I, I seem to be among a small group of people. I'm going to be mad if we take Carter, it's, it has nothing to do with the, the, the problems that uh, happened before the draft it happens to, I, I just don't think he's going to be worth the value that we're going to have to pay to take him. If we trade up, you take Gonzalez, you already have Patrick Peterson. That's going to be able to mentor him when he comes in Gonzalez, hundred percent. Matt Gonzalez or Carter.
2: That's tough. I mean, I put Jalen Carter as like one of the top two or three prospects on my big board. Nice. But man, and I think everyone knows how much, you know, we all love Christian Gonzalez. He's versatile. He could pop into that slot right away until he works into that full-time outside role with Peterson out there. Oh, that's tough. I because of Carter's potential off the field issues, I'd probably go Gonzalez just because give me that number one corner that can take half the field away right. long term. And the D line You know you still have hayward there working and then lario signed for another couple years so you have some talent there so give me gonzalez
1: ben is it is it too much to ask for just a lockdown cornerback in pittsburgh tonight is that something (laughs) that exists now i mean so I mean I it's it's been we've so only long.
0: developed one in Ike Taylor, that's about it.
1: <laughs> I know, I know, and I know that we have Patrick Peterson, but we can all agree he's not what he was, you know, five years ago. He
0: had a um, hell of a year last year, though. His his stats last year were as good as his sophomore season. So that is something to say. I said sophomore, I meant sophomore. So- <laughs> I've been traveling. I've been driving for five hours, guys. This is the way I am, (laughs) but
1: But, continue your thought there, Ben. Yeah, no, I mean, so I would love (laughs) Christian Gonzalez. I mean, he's, he's the number one cornerback, maybe with, you know, like a Devin Witherspoon, you know, those two kind of hand in hand, but I would love the Steelers just pull the trigger on a big name cornerback, lock him down. Um, Just something to kind of build around from exactly like what they did in the wide receiver court. Just just please do that here. Um, And, in the cornerback room,
2: Yeah.
0: And the show also knows that Gonzalez was the only person that I mentioned because he did fall in a couple of these mock drafts that we saw. And I would take Gonzalez is probably the only person i take over branch in that slot space in case there was another corner. Like I'm not going to be upset if we take a corner or a tackle or even a defensive lineman, if they love somebody that much, maybe an edge as an outside if one of the big edges drop. But to me, that's pretty much the only spots that I can see us even taking at 17 possibly even trading back this year i I mean it depends on who is going to be there but this might be a year that we actually trade back i know Steeler fans are always like trade back bank some picks and it's very difficult to do when you sprint to the podium this year is the only year we cannot sprint to the podium with that big number 32 pick because we have to wait a day 24 hours before we're be able, able to go up and pick that pick unless we have somebody sleeping underneath of the podium the night before with that ticket in the hand curled up in a little ball just to get up in the morning and, oh, here we go, <laughs> or get up in the evening the next day. Uh, we're just going to set up camp there,
4: <laughs> give
0: them a bucket to pee in or something. But that seems like the way that we always do it. But that's the, that's the biggest chance, I think, of somebody possibly giving us some Really bank picks, maybe picking up some fifth and sixth rounders, maybe even picking up a future pick like a first rounder next year, which is the same value of a second rounder this year. So these are the interesting things that might be happening this year that I like to think about and talk about. Um, There's another thing with another safety player that Steeler Nation is talking about, and that is Buda Baker. Once we, but before we go to Buda Baker, since we're still on cornerbacks, uh, Louie and a couple other Steel Nation people on Instagram want to know about Joey Porter Jr. And the ability to pick him up. I want to know who's pro-Jr. I want to know who's anti-Jr. And uh, get the letter. <laughs> As Matt, Matt raises that. Okay, Matt, I'm going to you first since you're anti-Jr. We'll talk with you. What 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 don't you like about JPJ out of Penn State? We are.
2: Um, so he's just unpolished at the prospect at this point. Um, I don't think he... This is a very good corner class. So let me pre, like, get that out there for us. This is a very good corner class, especially at the top. He's not on the same level as your Witherspoons, as your Gonzalez. I don't even think as your Deontay Banks. Maybe not even... I mean, him and Cam Smith probably up there. I mean, there's a lot of good corners in this class. you know. So Joey Porter Jr. is a little lower on my list because of that. Um, but also, he's just not as polished as a prospect he's a great athlete very physical he prototypes as a Steeler corner he really does length strength not afraid to tackle not afraid to play the run um great at pressing at the line of scrimmage but he has a bad tendency to use his hands down the field you get away with that a little in college he doesn't have much ball production he has a couple knockaways because of his length but no doesn't really attack the football in the air looking for the interceptions which we know the Steelers love for the from their defensive backs in recent history. I mean, look at how all the interceptions the Steelers have gotten in the last few years and who they have been going after, guys who can take away the football. So um, I i don't hate Joey Porter, but it's just I think they're in such a deep corner class through the first two or three rounds. I think taking it at seven teams a reach just for where he is in his development at this point. Um if he would have went back to school and, you know, got another year under his belt, he could have probably been the first corner off the board. But right now he's probably looking at anywhere from the third to sixth.
1: Absolutely. I mean, I, I agree. And there being a little bit of um, skepticism here behind him. Um, He doesn't really have good ball skills. I know we can argue, well, yeah, that's why he plays defense, not offense, but it still remains. I mean, the NFL now is a league of, you you got to produce takeaways. You got to make Those splash plays on defense in order to change the tide of a game. He still can't do that. And he too, I mean, as Matt alluded to, he gets a little handsy downfield. He also gets really aggressive on like play actions and misdirection plays. And um, again, the big 10, he could get away with that. But in the AFC North against, you know, the Bengals offense, for example, he's going to get exposed. So, yeah, and that's Matt said, I mean, I can list a lot. I mean, I love Julius Brents. I would even place him over Joey Porter Jr., especially mm-hmm. with wow. how the Steelers play defense. Um, he's one that's sneaking up on a lot of boards, but um, I think Joey Porter, if he was named John Smith, would be looking at someone else.
3: Zach, what's you thinking? You hit exact I was waiting for someone to bring that up, just like we said with Addison. If his name was not Joey Porter Jr., when you're scrolling down, you wouldn't stop and say, "Oh my God, that it's the Joey Porter name that gets out there." I agree with everything you said. These grabbiness I don't like. If he goes up against someone like Chase, he's going to get like five interference penalties a game, and it- it's not something I'm wanting. So I- I- I'm not anti, but I-, I can't see him taking high, and it- we better not trade up for him. <laughs> I'll yeah. Say that.
0: Well, at least from the aspect of why people are talking about him the first round, people do love his size to, size to speed ratio. He's a very big corner. He runs a 4-4. I mean, just on the metrics ago. Plus, he has a Hall of Fame father as a pedigree. And I'm telling you, Joey Porter is a Hall of Famer, especially putting up 17 sacks, 16 sacks in the following seasons when he left us and went down to the um, Miami. So I think he has over 100 sacks in his career. So um, that's also a reason why people like to draft legacies in the NFL as well. Maybe pumping them up the board farther than they should be. Obviously his lack of turnovers is mind numbing to tell you the truth. I mean, we expect that out of people like Ike Taylor, who we took as a development of player in the third or the fourth and just took his super size and, and speed ratio. He is a super fast guy and it took a couple years to develop him and also got the cowers doghouse there toward the end of his career before, uh, Tomlin resurrected his career. So don't know if the right coach and right system would be able to take that raw size and speed and develop it into something else. I know a lot of Penn state fans too, would love to see him on the team. A lot of Joey Porter fans would love to see him on the team, but he is a raw prospect. That is something we can all agree on. And that is something that we need to make sure that this, that the player that we draft, especially in the first round with these corners that are on the board, you got a lot of them that are, starters out of the box witherspoon gonzalez of course i mean we haven't even talked touch base about banks yet banks is another good one as well so um i'm really excited about these players possibly becoming uh players to add the team we also know how maryland loves or the steelers love their maryland guys as well so banks i know is going to be jumping up a lot of draft boards and probably pretty high on ours as well um over here i got an interesting uh question on instagram stamp says need some good backup running backs quarterbacks uh, idea for players, Jordan Te'amu, uh quarterback, um, uh, Eric, Eric King, uh, quarterback, Abram Smith, running back currently playing in the XFL for the D.C. Defenders. Oh, that would be a nice one, too. And I'm, I'm from D.C. I do like the defenders as well. Um, guys, your thoughts on backup corner, backup quarterback. Uh, also, you know, defensive player. That's what we're looking. We'll, we'll stick with running back. In quarterback right now for this question uh zach you go going to you first
3: um i i i really don't want us to even be looking at running back i think we're okay at that mm-hmm. I, I i don't see any need for that as far as quarterback i think you mentioned it i would be fine with one of the seventh round picks being thrown at a quarterback for that yep. simply because we need him as long as we don't kick him off of our roster before the season begins like we did last year um i Honestly, with those two, I don't really have anybody specific because I don't want us to be looking too hard at anybody.
2: Yeah, that's funny. Um, It's definitely one of those, you know, do you want to waste a pick there? I think this year, if we put a seventh round pick on a quarterback, it'd be a little different considering there's only two on the roster currently with um, Trubisky and Pickett. Um, last year they had mason rudolph who they ended up not trading away i think we all thought that he would be traded away before the season and that would give old Duncan the roster spot um one person who had brought in was jaron hall i guess he's a quarterback that could be taken late um clayton toon you know those are just guys they brought in for visits i'm not really you know huge on taking one of the quarterbacks late i'd sign one in the Um, after the draft, prioritize them, you know, bring that camp body in, but or bring in one of the one of those guys that striker mentioned that's playing in these other leagues, you know, actively still playing football, you know, bring in as that depth. But I'm a little bit on the bandwagon of, hey, let's 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 take a running back late in the draft, let's keep Najee fresh, you know. I mean, I, I was talking to uh Ben the other day about one that's got got my interest, he's a little sparkle in my eye in Tank Bigsby. I just love the way he <laughs> runs. He's a grinder. This dude just understands where the holes are in offense. It's ridiculous. I mean, he played for some not-so-good Auburn teams and consistently got yards after the carry from just breaking tackles, breaking all his arm tackles, and then also finding holes in not such a great Auburn, Auburn offensive line. He probably wouldn't be in a range that most people would be happy taking a running back if you're a Steelers fan, because he's probably more of a third round pick. I wouldn't spend 80 on a running back if right. you know I was running the team. But he's the one that just you know, the little sparkle in my I'm like he would have a, <laughs> he would have a special place in my heart if they ended up with him. But maybe someone like Eric Gray later, who, you know, has that three down capability, you know, a little more speedy than you know, Warren is out of the backfield to give that just a little bit of compliment. Right. But It'll be interesting to see how they attack those two positions.
1: Yeah. I mean, we, we've been talking about how Jordan Addison and the Jordan Addison and Kenny Pickett connection and all that stuff. We're completely overlooking how the running back that Kenny Pickett played with here this his senior year is now available in the draft. And Israel Abankanda. Um he posted a crazy amount of numbers here last year and has flown underneath the radar. He's kind of tested underneath what was really expected but he's still an offensive machine and he's not going to be a starter but if you put him in there as a rotational guy almost a little, as like what they have with like an anthony mcfarland here right. really who is still kind That's... of flirting on that bubble if you will yeah um, he kind of fits that same mold and again we already arguing about oh as already has the chemistry to pick it same with izzy so he's won um, on the quarterback side. One guy, again, we're really overlooking. Um, I think it's just because he's been drowned out by all the other bigger names. But a Heisman finalist in and Max, and Max Duggan. I um, had to struggle to get that one out, I guess. Um, but he's won. Again, he was a Heisman candidate. Um, he was a finalist. He was one of the best quarterbacks in the country last year. Um, he, 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 he took his team into the championship game. Um, and he's going to be available later. He's not going to be a starter, but as a third string guy, he's, mo- he's mobile. He's that situational mobile quarterback that Tomlin likes. Um, and he, he's not going to be thrown into a starting role. So that's just in the, in another name to look at.
0: Awesome. Well, thank you so much for your input, Ben McKaylee and Matt Papirnik. I want you to give me your, your, uh, Twitter handle. That way we can follow you there, but obviously Steeler nation, go to Steeler They're, articles are already up there they have a lot to say about the draft they've got big boards so ben how can we follow you on twitter because uh i know we got leanne in the green room waiting to jump on so we're going to add her as soon as you guys jump off
1: all right go i'm ahead, on ben. twitter at the ben Soft underscore short and sweet perfect matt
2: mine's at matt underscore papyrnick if you need help spelling it just go to steeler nation check out an article you'll see it right there
0: P-A-P-I-E-R-N-I-K. I've got it memorized, Matt. That's how it works.
2: <laughs> See, Striker, we've been around too long if you know how to spell my name like that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> M-I-C-H-A-E-L-I-A-N. We've got them both. Whoa. Okay, guys. Thank you so much for being on the show. Guys, I I wanted to do a um, mock draft Monday. Hopefully, you guys have your mock drafts up. I want to talk about that this Monday at 7 o'clock on the show if you guys are available. Would love to have you back as well.
1: Absolutely. Love to be Excellent. there. Excellent.
0: See you guys soon. Cool, <laughs> thanks. See you, striker. All right, see ya. All right, gonna jump those off, and we get to welcome new member of Steeler Nation, Leanne Loman. Leanne, welcome to the show. How you been? Hey. Thank you for being patient in the
4: green room. Absolutely, absolutely. I know how it is. How are you guys? <laughs> we are doing well. Answering Very questions well. for
0: Steeler Nation. One came up here. Uh, That is not draft related, but it's something I want to talk about quick here by Michael Hall. Uh, Hearing that Buda Baker is a potential landing spot for Pitt. I personally think that it might have been a good option, Michael Hall, except for the fact that we ended up re-signing KZ and getting Keanu Neal on this team before that availability happened. Plus, we'd have to give up a draft pick, probably a high draft pick to get Buda Baker. I personally don't see it happening. I don't know if any of you guys disagree with me.
4: No, Mike Tomlin loved him some Buddha Baker. You know that was right. that went round the circuit back in the day. So I mean, I would have said that it wasn't outside of the realm of possibility until you're like you said, we did all of those things, and now I, I don't think there's much chance that would happen at this late date.
3: Right. Yeah, I I agree at this point because we pretty much are saying, okay, we're going to take Buddha over Christian yeah. Gonzalez. We're going to take Buddha over. It's right. the draft pick we're going to give up to take Buddha. it's not it's not worth it i want that you know like you said the shutdown corner from the draft i want that guy rather than buddha so right
0: yeah um question over here from instagram manuti's asking do you grab van ness at 17 he says van ness or porter but we talked about porter before i want to talk about van ness strictly i I, I suppose he's the the big edge rusher want to know your thoughts leanne i'm going to throw to you first and get your opinions on van ness um, hear, actually, we will go to Zach first. We'll get you set. Yeah, you can go to
4: Zach first.
0: Zach, right. go ahead. Tell me your opinion on Van Ness.
3: I, I love Van Ness as an edge rusher, and I think it's it's reasonable to think about him being there because I've seen a lot of people talk about Tyree Wilson, and he's going to be one of those people we're going to have to draft up for. So if Van Ness is there, it honestly I, – I, it seems like I can't take that within the small microcosm he's asking because it depends on who else is there. If you just asking, do I want Van Ness at 17? No. Um, there are a lot of other players I would want at 17 other than Van Ness. If we get to that point and for some reason top half of the draft is really emaciated our draft board, Van Ness might turn out to be gold. So right off the bat, I would not prefer him there. But if their situation occurs, wonderful addition. I'm not going to complain.
4: Yeah. I, I mean, you know, like I, I, I sort of agree. I think that you know, it, it depends on who's still there. If he's the best pick available, or if he's the best pick within reason for what we need, then, then I think he's he's a great prospect. He's got a lot of talent, and uh, and and I like the kid. But I don't know. I wouldn't. I wouldn't move up for him necessarily. And, you know, that makes me nervous. You hear all these people talking, they have their like little guy that they love and they went the Steelers to trade up for him and go get him. And this is a name that comes up quite a bit for that. And I just don't think he's such a need for us that we need to move up to get him. If he was still available at 17, I think it's a, a solid pickup that it's hard to argue with.
0: Great. And personally, I don't have as much opinion on Van Ness. I know he's somebody yeah. that, could be a possibility on draft day just depending on how it goes uh bobby's asking here about steven benson i'm not familiar with the name uh do not know if that's a first rounder do not know if it's later because obviously i'm a show host i have fun (laughs) i add flavor to the shows as opposed to expertise (laughs) but seeing if you guys know anything about
4: oh so that's the db out of uh yeah yeah um out of Culver Stockton. Wow, he's out of a small school. Yeah,
3: if if, okay. if we're going to take him, it's it's going maybe 32, but uh, it it's yeah. I would say I would say second second
4: day minimum. I'd say third fourth round, yeah. Yeah, yeah he's a later draft guy.
3: Yeah, I mean, I always like cornerbacks and I like the fact that the, we brought Patrick Peterson on makes me like any cornerback we take more because you have that mentor guy you're bringing in. I was worried about who we we're going to draft a top cornerback to come in by yourself and be that. I didn't trust a lot of the guys like Joey Porter Jr. to come in, but Patrick Peterson's there. Bring someone in. Patrick Peterson's a mentor. So yeah, honestly, yeah, I'd be fine with that.
4: I think he's got the ability, to, you know, he's such a presence in, in the, in the locker room that he's got the ability to mentor a lot of those young guys on defense. Do you know what I mean? I don't think it has to be positionally related. I think he'll be that kind of guy that becomes like the secondary locker room dad, like Cam Hayward's been, and it will kind of bring those guys in and get them on the right path. He did that very much at Minnesota the past two years.
0: Nice. Historically, if the Steelers trade up, it would normally be in the second round not the first, which the trade which trade would be more likely to go down, strikers suggest, and you get more draft picks. And as, as I've said on multiple shows, you know that, Robert, uh, that 32 pick is going to be a very valuable pick yeah. this year. A lot of teams are going to be sitting around, missing out on their guy in the first round, rubbing their hands and being like, maybe we can trade with the Steelers and get something good. And to me, the only way I see the Steelers trading out of that pick if they don't see like a high caliber first rounder that they really right. want to grab is they're going to be banking, hopefully for a future first rounder and swapping second round picks because a future first rounder is worth a second rounder. And someone may yes. be desperate enough to do that, to make that move. And that's to me for draft capital, crazy things that happen. It's like trying to get the first pick in the first round, people will give right. up anything for that first pick in the first round, First pick in the second round now being separated by a day kind of leverages a little bit more interest, and especially being at pick number 32, which is normally
4: a first round drop pick. I was gonna say it's really still a first round pick just on the wrong day. Right. <laughs>
3: yeah. <laughs> and striker, you brought up something earlier that I think is gonna be interesting that might make 32 even more interesting. You have that gap, you have that 24 hour period where teams get to sit and ponder what they thought. And sitting in your thoughts can be so much stu- worse exactly yeah. so when 32 hits you might have all these teams that were fine when day one ended and are now right. really not fine so i'm fascinated at that 32 pick but um I, I if i had to pick between trade up or trade down i would have trade down every time because i i'm sorry uh, that Devin bush hurts my soul and i think about the trade up and i i don't want that to happen again
4: yeah yeah i'm not a big fan of trading up i i'm thrilled like beyond thrilled that we're sitting here with three draft picks above 50 for the first time. And so long, I can't remember. Do you know what I mean? So that feels so huge. It's hard to imagine wanting to let any of those get away, but I agree with striker that if there was some opportunity to pick up something bigger and better, even for next season, when we've had such a solid off season already, I think that that's something that makes a lot of sense. You're investing in your future. I like that more than giving your future away.
0: Perfectly done. Um, another thing, Robert, you have another point here that I love. Uh, because Omar strengthens the GM, may not be selecting college guys. Does that mean that Mr. Tomlin will have even more power in the draft than he has in the past? I think j- just for me personally as a Steeler fan, last year I expected a lot of moves in free agency because we had a ton of cap room. Yeah. This year we didn't have nearly as much cap room. We have been just as crazy in free agency this season as we were last season and I'm really floored by it. And really I'm, I love what Omar Khan has done because we had all of these holes. Like a lot of times we go into the draft. There's still holes. We went to the draft last year. We didn't even have a starting strong safety. Oh yeah. Um, we only had, I think one safety or two safeties on the board. We had killer and we had Fitzpatrick, everybody else we brought into free agency afterward, but this season, no holes, no even depth holes. Now, since we're grabbing guys like Robinson, we're got, grabbing backup nose tackles too and um so it's like this is definitely now robert we're in a situation this is strictly a bpa draft now for me value is going to be in the positions of offensive tackle corner i also love brian branch which i think is a great value pick as well uh i know some people like some defensive linemen and van ness we also mentioned at edge all being possibilities at that 17 spot but this is going to be Actually, a crazy draft because normally, too, like Leanne, Zach, like teams kind of knew who we were going to get just because of our needs Mm -hmm. in previous drafts. When we got Watt, we needed an edge. We went out and got Shazier. We needed an inside linebacker. I mean, these things and Bush. We traded up for an inside linebacker. It's like we're still trying to figure out an inside linebacker. What's that? Yeah, quarterback. Quarterback, Yeah, quarterback falling into our lap, lad. That that was that was an amazing draft show because, like we got the number one quarterback in the draft by standing Pat didn't have to jump up yep. and everybody else passed on Kenny Pickett. We're showing he can win games and I, I'm, I'm hoping he develops because he's also that big student of the game too. So this is yeah. uh, like, I'm super excited for the draft as well. hope you guys are going to be part of our draft show, whether it's on day one, day two, day three, yeah, sure. We'd love to have you guys in and, and we'll create a ske- schedule and get you guys up. Um, but I think that's, what's going to be making this draft fun is, there's going to be more of a question mark on who are they going to pick because now they yeah. can actually pick BPA
3: and Striker. I you brought up, Oh, you Oh, Leanne, you're go, ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go Oh, you Zach, brought up ahead something. First. You brought up something interesting. You said, "When was the last time the Steelers took offensive tackle?" it seemed like we had the last time we took an offensive tackle was 1996 in the first round? Yeah. Uh, 1996, and there was a weird little thing: 89, 92, 96 offensive tackles in the first round. Other than that, we haven't taken one since, and the time before that was 1968. So it was a weird little time where we all took a bunch of them. So when you talk about tackle, you are 100% right. We don't tend to do that. Even Alan Fanica, who, in my opinion, is one of the most versatile, and I mean, I love Donald Fanica. He was a guard. when we, he, So we, he wasn't even a tackle when we took him in the first round. So, yeah, I, I hope we take a tackle. I want to, but it's historically doesn't happen at Pittsburgh a lot.
4: Yeah, I was going to say not not to take away from from Robert's original question, but but to Stryker's point about you know um, uh, about the position that we're in and not having all of these holes. I think it makes it that much better for us in a negotiating sense, do you know what I mean? If other teams come to us and want to negotiate for something, it isn't that clear cut, oh, we know Pittsburgh needs this or we know Pittsburgh is going after this guy. And, and, you know, like it's been in the past. And so I think it puts us even in a little bit better position if we did choose to negotiate with anybody based on, you know, any of our any of our draft picks, whether it was the first or second round. Um, but I also think that that's why Khan brought in Andy Weidel, I think that he helps with a lot of that college player evaluation piece that isn't straight. So I think the two of them together make a really dynamic duo. But then it also seems like it's always all hands on decks for all the hands on decks except Matt Canada for college player evaluation.
0: Yeah. Yeah, right.
4: <laughs> Good point. To um, I know. Yeah, right. <laughs> Michael Hall, Miles
0: Pressgrades. I know you're throwing some names out here. Uh, Clark Phillips, the third quarterback from Utah University, maybe a potential pick. Uh, also, yeah. some talk here about Riley Moss, Drew Sanders. Um, Zach, do you have any information on any of these possible picks?
3: Um, I, like I said, with the I don't quarter- know any of them. Well, yeah, with the when it comes to quarterback and running back, I, I yeah I. I Thought about looking. I don't want us to look down that avenue. I seem to be among a small party that doesn't. So I legitimately turn my focus to other things. I don't know any of those three names. um, So I'm not really sure on any of that. I I don't want us to look that direction. (laughs) Yeah, Let us know
0: rounds too, guys, because these guys aren't going to be like first day guys. It's pretty much we're talking about day one, day two today. Right. Um, Leanne, any insight? I had
4: some. I had some not not on the particular ones that were mentioned. I had a, a late round like running back and quarterback yeah. kind of in my pocket in case it sure, came tell. up. So I yeah. like Evan Hull, who's a a running back out of Northwestern. I think he's mm-hmm. young. He's dynamic. I think he um he brings something different to the Steelers. I think he provides that relief for Najee that we need, you know what I mean? Or, or for Jalen Warren now that we're doing this like running back by committee thing. So right. I think he provides some relief to hopefully help to extend the life of the other two. I also think he's one of those guys that, could potentially be like one of those Pittsburgh diamond in the roughs. Like we tend to find, I think he's a, he's a good late round, a good late round guy. And as far as quarterbacks go, I like Tanner McKee out of staff uh, out of Stanford. I think he's solid for a late round guy. I think he's a good one. So I think those are two possibilities, you know, like, like Zach, I don't want to see us drafting a running back or a quarterback, like anywhere in the first half (laughs) of the draft, that would be a travesty. We have, actual needs that we really need and don't need to be looking at those two positions right now. And I'd add wide receiver to that list as well. Now that we got Robinson, but
0: right. And uh, Robert C, a resident Houston Cougar saying Clayton tune, obviously late <laughs> draft yes. for uh for quarterback. I'd love to have Clayton tune. Absolutely. start yeah, started watching Absolutely. some of this film, Robert, thanks to you. And yeah, you tell me what you're thinking too uh, there, Leanne.
4: Yeah, he's he's another one that I think is is just a great pickup late in the draft. I think that he's somebody that has enough potential, like de- developmentally, to come in to sit behind Kenny to develop in the league. I think he's he's got some potential to to you know to grow into a solid number two, or maybe even be good enough someday if he had the right development to go be a number one somewhere. But just not he's not ready for that yet.
0: Right. Um- michael hall could this potentially be one of our best draft classes we've had thus far i will only state michael is this is also part of these COVID rule drafts which allowed a fifth year of eligibility for a lot of players which means a lot more seasoned players coming into the draft which will be more play ready out of the box when they are drafted so this is something that I have been really excited, especially about last year's draft, the previous year, and now this year as well. We're starting to wind down on that. I think next year will probably be the last of the five-year eligible players. But Mm -hmm. definitely good drafts to have a lot of picks, which is another reason why I have been champion against the Steelers, giving up picks to move in the draft, to trade for players, uh, just completely just because this is a a very thick draft talent-wise where the Steelers can pick up contributors all over this draft.
3: Uh, Michael, I'll put, a, I'll put a spin on that for Michael Hall. Um, this could be one of the best draft classes, but it not in terms of l- longevity. I think it could be a, an excellent draft class in terms of out of the gate. You're going to see a lot of people starting, a lot of people, and so for the next two or three years, the problem is it's the ceilings on a lot of those out of the gate season players that I'm worried about. Like um, the Peter Skrinske, they're talking about, if you take him at the top, that guy, when he comes out, he's going to start and he's ready, but his ceiling is going to be lower than some of the other guys, if you're willing to wait. So I don't know how you determine the best draft class that we have, but we could have a lot of potential people starting out of the gate in this one.
0: And that's, I agree with that. Yeah. yeah, and, and uh, Robert Burrow, biggest void amongst last year's players, which Omar hasn't replaced, is Bush. So inside linebacker in the first round um, is likely who's the best available. Is, is there a, an inside linebacker that would be ready there out of the box that is good value there at 17, or are we better to wait until, say, the second round to grab to grab an inside linebacker? And who would you take if that was the player that you would choose?
3: As far as linebacker, I'm. You're not going to get someone that's ready out of the box um, at the places that we're trading at we're picking on, unless you trade up. So there's excellent linebacker. I I, I like um, Nate Herbig's um, brother. I like I like Nate, Nate, Nate not oh, because yeah. of the legacy thing. He mentioned it, and I was like, oh, let me go check that. I'm like, wait, this is this could be really fun to get. And <laughs> so waiting on the linebackers is not going to be a bad thing. You know, the anti Devin Bush move. You know, don't trade up, just wait patiently. So yeah. I he they're gonna be there. So just have some patience. <laughs> there's a
4: there's a bunch of linebackers day two. So I think that, that that would be the route to go. I can't see you know overdrafting those guys by taking them with 17 for sure. And I struggle to see taking some of them with that that first second round pick at 32 I think some of them are definitely that that next pick so but there's a bunch of them that fall in there between Jack Campbell and Herbig and uh, Damian Henley and there's a few others so I think that there's uh, some options to find somebody really solid Um, we definitely need to fill a void an inside linebacker but definitely not day one
0: great and now Miles Miles is asking, I want Kaylee Ringo added to the Steelers personally and a pair of pick with Mingo. So we have Ringo and Mingo. Uh, I know you just Uh, like a rhyming person. Though Miles is all about drafting people with the name Miles as well. So
4: (laughs) it's it's
0: Smoke Monday, but we'll get to that at the draft show. (laughs) That's an inside joke for Miles. Um, But uh, now I guess with getting a receiver – um, probably not going to be as much of an option of, of grabbing. I forget which one is which. I know one's a corner, one's a wide receiver. Uh, let me get your thoughts on that since you're not drinking your Zach.
3: Oh, uh, yeah, I, I agree. The second we brought Allen Robinson in, the wide receiver discussion for me kind of almost calmed down. If you take one, it's going to be really late and uh, it'll be one of those, you know, diamond in the rough that will build up. But we don't really need that right now. Now, Mingo, as the. Um, I, 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 you got in my head. Like, I'm trying to remember which ones which. The cornerback. Ringo is the, the
4: DB. Mango okay. the wide receiver.
3: <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. Um, yeah, Ringo, I, I possibly take him. I don't think we're going to. Um, I'd love it, but we're, we're we shouldn't look at a wide receiver with anything of high value. We have what we need, um, especially with the incredibly win-win all over the place um, the value that we got for Robinson. It's it's like a minimal rental. So I am fine with yeah. it.
4: I don't I don't hate the. I, I agree about wide receiver. I don't even want to talk about him, but I, I don't hate the Kelly Ringo pickup, like as a day two guy. If we if he fell in the draft, if he went to even that 32 pick, but not at 17, you know what I mean? I think he's projected to go. I, I don't want to speak off the top of my head, but I think he's projected to go like late the first day. And if that's the case, I think 17's too soon for him. If he hangs around till 32, I think that makes a lot more sense.
0: Oh no, I hit the wrong button. Why did I get so big? <laughs> we- oh no. Get down there. You're bigger. Yeah. I know. I don't know what I did. I hit something. Oh, that's what I hit. I know what I hit. There we go. Hey, hey look at that. Look now look we got a screen. Look at that fancy
4: screen. <laughs> I like oh, this. This is that
0: nice. there we go. Now, <laughs> now I'll center up a bit. Now we got the three way going.
3: <laughs>
4: On go. the
0: screen. Go. On it just visual. <laughs> my show guys i've got a dirty sense of humor i apologize leanne and nothing intentional that's yet. all right
4: i can take it
0: <laughs> um we also had a uh a mark down here to uh deonte johnson's skill set best suited for the slot wide receiver which i completely disagree uh robert he's an x receiver yeah. because x receiver gets the the number one amount of targets and with him having the top separation distance of any wide receiver in the NFL, according to Pro Football Focus, I would not want to move him to the slot, especially when, now having Robinson, who can play big slot and did so with right. a bomb last year. See, I, I know some SAT words, too. <laughs> Hi, Leanne! <laughs> we got Hi! some hands here. Miles. Thanks, Miles. Uh, Steelers have to stretch the field wide receiver to get a pair with Pickens and go beyond. Johnson in the slot could be a contender. That's, uh, I'm against that at least, putting him in the slot. Michael Hall, Edge, Isaiah Foskey from Notre Dame, potential pick for us to consider. Anybody have any information? I know there's that. The only person from Notre Dame that I was up on was their tight end. I really like their tight end. He's actually my favorite tight end to pick up in the draft because I think he's the best all-around tight end, uh, with yeah. Stats, both being an incredible blocker and being a good pass catcher as well. Um, But anybody have any opinions here on Isaiah Foskey? Foskey, Foskey. I
3: I know he, I don't know any absolute details, but I know the name fell to the point where in that really weird gray area, which it's part of the draft where I'm like, I have no idea what's going to happen here. I'll put a player here. But at this point, I have no idea. So he's below that point. So he's in a gray area, which I, I, that's kind of where I left him. So,
4: I have him on my project list. Like he's a guy that if you got him at the right time, he'd be a good project, but he's not necessarily ready. Like as a date as a day one guy, I think he, if I remember, I think he was like needed some work with his footwork and his timing. And, um, you know, but, uh, but otherwise he's got like good raw skills, but he needs coaching and honing. He's not ready.
0: Yeah, definitely. Um, Joey Porter, I know we talked about him already. Uh, Miles is asking, Riley Miss is a cornerback out of Iowa, same team as Jack Campbell. Drew Sandberg Sanders is an inside linebacker out of Arkansas. Cool, cool. Thank you, at least for that. I know we discussed both of those. Yeah. Um, I Kelly's saying that uh, Dalen Henley has Shazier moves. Oh, that's
3: uh, so high praise, goodness. Yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> oh, I mean, Shazier ran like a four-two-five-four. Four. That guy was like yeah. elite wide receiver, fast. Absolutely sick. Uh, so I'm not sure, you know, how that translates. Um, I know we're talking about Tank de- Tank Tank Dell as well, which Robert C. I know, being a Houston guy, always about that can fill the slot and the kick return, punt return abilities. My only issue with is him is his size. I think he's kind of the exact same player that we already have in Calvin Austin the third, being a smaller mm-hmm. receiver, fitting those returner roles. I'm not super high on that side. Speed ratio being having any longevity because them taking hits from bigger, faster players tends to lower down their durability in the NFL.
3: That's right. I'm, I'm really surprised. I think that's the first time Oss's name came up today. Which is this a surprise should,
0: with should, Matt and Ben, but but yeah, now it's time yeah. for us to talk about it. <laughs> I know we should be talking about we'll
4: him also more. like because... One of two sides with fans, like they either forget all about him or they won't right. shut up about him. Like he's in one place <laughs> or the other with people. Do you know what I mean?
3: It's true because we pretty when you talk about taking that wide receiver, to me, he's pretty much a wide receiver that we haven't seen before. So he's the draft pick yes. from last year, we get to move to this year a bit. Yeah, so right. like when it comes bonus, to that. It is so. You if people want us to draft wide receiver, count Calvin Austin. We already did. Yeah. Now, hold on.
4: just roll <laughs> him out of the closet. He's ready to go. Exactly. we right. uh, need to give the kid a chance. Give the kid <laughs> nice. a chance.
3: Yeah. Nice. Last question.
0: We're going to go to Robert C. Uh, Austin is from Memphis. Nothing good out of Memphis. I got you. <laughs> 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 Love it, man. Love the laugh. Um, guys, we are going to be back on our Monday night mock draft day uh for the next show it's going to be 7 p.m on monday leanne zach you guys are welcome to the show as well especially if you put out mock drafts i'm going to be putting out one as well uh because i think that would be the most fun thing to talk about on mock draft monday ahead of the draft because we're all getting excited obviously you guys are invited to the draft show as well which we've discussed now you've got to tell steel nation how we can follow you on twitter
3: zach uh i am at black and gold cats at Black and Gold Cats. Leanne.
4: At Hollywood Loman.
3: At
0: Hollywood Loman, L-O-W-M-A-N. Yes. Don't spell it wrong. She's got it going on. Uh, love the show, guys and gal. Thank you Thanks so much, Robert. Thank you all, Steeler Nation, both Instagram, um, YouTube as well. I'm sorry we're having issues with Facebook. We couldn't get that up for some reason. Uh, but hopefully we will have that up for Mock Draft Monday and the draft show because that's the stuff that's coming off. So thank you once again, guys. And Steeler Nation, that is all the time we have here on the Steeler Nation draft show sponsored by Total Sports Enterprises. Be sure to come over and watch and read these great articles by Zach, by Leanne over at SteelerNation.com. The draft is ramping up. We got all the big stuff coming up, obviously, for this week, because next week is the draft. Woo! (laughs) I can't wait. Guys, follow us on Twitter at Steeler Nation, Instagram and Facebook at SteelerNation.com, and you can follow me on all of the grams and tweets and tickety talks at SN Striker. spelled with a Y. Why? Because I'm crazy for the Steelers. That's all the time we have on the Steeler Nation Big Pass, sponsored by Total Sports Enterprises. I'm your host, G. Striker, with Zach, with Leanne, rooting along with you as
4: always. Go
3: Steelers! Go Steelers!